Hi, I'm Peter Anthony. And I'm Steve Angel. You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life. G'day and welcome to this 14th episode of Men With Spirit at Radio Karam. If you're listening to us live, you already know that you can listen to the show via the Radio Karam app at 4pm on Thursdays. You can also grab the podcast versions of the show with or without our carefully selected music within a day or so. Uh, look for the Radio Karam uh, link on your uh, favourite podcast platform in these episodes we look at the issues that can can prevent men from fully showing up in the relationships that matter most to them and we delve further into the work that we do in our weekly men's groups where we encourage men to get out of their heads and into their hearts hello and my name is peter anthony and i'm joined by my co-host Steve Angel. G'day, Steve. G'day, Pete. How are you? I'm excellent. Uh, it's been a busy week for both of us this this week, and uh, we've got another um, a packed episode uh, for our listeners today. Um, we've uh, we've had our usual um, member spirit meeting in Frankston on Monday, which was great, and we've been following up with a couple of the blokes since then, which has been good. Um, I was at the Menion meeting last night down in South Gippsland with uh, with with Brett, and that was good, very good. And we've got Lee and Gatha tonight, which I can't be at, but uh, Brett's there tonight. And we're going to be more hands-on in the studio this week, Steve. Would you like to explain, and how are you feeling today? Uh, how am I feeling? Am I feeling a little... I'm excited. I'm a little <laughs> bit nervous. Um, I have You'll be given, fine. <laughs> I've been given the control panel here to actually it's awesome. do all the things that Marcus would do for us. It's like the Starship uh, Enterprise it, or something. It is. It is. I do need a right-hand man, but Marcus is not too far away. He's just sitting to my left over there. Yeah, we're not going to let him out of the room, are we? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, it's, it's, it's thrilling to, uh, to take another step into the creation of this show. Good. So, I'm really looking forward to that. I also had a wonderful day too yesterday, Pete. I um, I did a workshop on aging. Um, fascinating stuff. Fascinating information that I uh, that was privy to, and a lot of it was about for me learning about andropause. And this is something that I'm sure we're going to be talking about on the show in a f- in a few weeks' time. But male menopause. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I had no idea that it even existed. <laughs> What I also didn't realise is I am in like stage two of it, <laughs> but um, yeah, fascinating stuff about the changes in the male's body um, from around the age of forty on. So yeah, that was it was so good to learn something so new and so fresh, um, and it has direct applicability to uh, the blokes we uh, we come into contact with. Yeah, certainly. So it's great information break. to share with them. Yeah. Absolutely, that age bracket that we see a lot of in the forties, fifties, and sixties in the groups as well. It's mm. um, yeah, wonderful stuff. So, yeah, I'm on a bit of a high at the moment. Good. Well, I did that workshop uh, a few years ago, and I've aged a bit since then. <laughs> I've moved through a few of the, a few of the different stages, I think. <laughs> okay, today the topic we're covering is um, accountability. And uh, 
uh, we're looking at accountability. What we're going to explore is accountability and responsibility from a number of different perspectives. And uh, we'll discuss um, uh, when we ourselves aren't willing to take responsibility for ourselves and our actions or inactions. And when we do, we make it harder to create lasting change in our personal lives and more generally. And responsibility is the foundation for transformation because it shifts the way we view ourselves from being victims to becoming creators. Um, To understand how to take responsibility or accountability, we have to look deeper into how the mind operates. And the mind is always looking to find faults in others so as to get out of taking responsibility. Um, And as long as we can find faults or blame, uh, or we can blame outside situations or people, we are essentially saying that it's not my responsibility to fix the situation. However, there is no power in that behavior, and we have become blamers. It's someone else's fault. So today we want to explore um, three aspects of uh, accountability and responsibility. Firstly, self-accountability, and then accountability in relationships of all kinds. And finally, accountability more generally. Why do we often uh, not hold those in leadership positions to account, particularly uh, so-called political leaders, And why are we so apathetic? And um, so much of this discussion can be seen through the um, analogy of a a child in the schoolyard protesting that it's not my fault. Someone else is to blame. Sometimes this may be the case, but more often than not, the child contributed to the situation one way or another, including by inaction. So it's um, a big topic, but uh, we've got some interesting perspectives to share. Steve, what does what um, accountability mean to you? Uh, it's a great question, Pete. Um, accountability is, is very significant and become more significant as I've gotten older to look back at my behaviour, I think, and to under, really understand where, where I think I may have failed myself um, in my own personal growth. And if I look back... I can often pinpoint those periods where I did one of two things. One, I either was not really as honest as I should have been, or I didn't just take the accountability that I should have taken. And I think as you become more willing to take on responsibility and accountability, you actually realize that you are always, there's always 50% of that situation that you are accountable for, either the action or the reaction to it, mm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I think I think it's. I think you it, might quibble with the percentages slightly, but that <laughs> idea of you know <laughs> yeah, being fifty-fifty right. is pretty right. Pretty right. That there is a significant part of what's happening mm. to you, a part of your fault, and, yeah. and that you're responsible for it. whether it's your fault or not. You're responsible for how you act or react to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know that. That is a significant thing that I've, I've come to learn a lot about um, accountability. And I think the other thing that I've sort of seen a lot uh, during the work in my counselling is just the damage that not taking re- responsibility or accountability has on relationships. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's one of the most significant things that causes the greatest upset and conflict within relationships. 
um, or one of, not that be the main, but it's one of, it's, it's your inability to accept how you are acting towards your partner, um, how the things that you say, the things that you do, your willingness to own up for those mistakes, um, hurtful words, you know, you know, taking someone for, for granted, you know, expecting things from somebody, you know, and, and not in turn giving as well. So, and if you're not sort of honest in a relationship and you, if, if the other person uh, doesn't know your needs because you're not expressing them, mm. um, you've got some accountability if the relationship subsequently uh, fails or falters because um, you haven't played your role in, in expressing your needs and getting that accurately communicated. Exactly. So we come back mm. to what we just said before. There is that kind of shared responsibility and accountability in everything. Yeah. So when we choose not to do that and we go, it's your fault, it's your fault, it's like we're really missing half the picture here. Mm. Um, and we go into this victim mentality. And it, and it is so hard. And in the discussions we've been having in the men's group for a long time, it, it often comes up where um, you know, there's a relationship breakdown or something mm. like that. And uh, the other person is to blame. It's yeah. their fault. Uh, whereas uh, once you work through it, you realise, well, I actually contributed to that, <laughs> and uh, uh, and just recognising that's the uh, that's the reality. Mm. And often that comes with the benefit of hindsight. Some years down the track, that you look back on it, and when it's pointed out to you, you think, well, yeah, you're right. But when you're involved in it, it gets very emotional, and and you don't see it and it's all their fault sort of thing yeah it's true it is in the moment the heated moments where you, your emotions are very high mm -hmm. your ability to think is very low mm -hmm. it is very difficult what about you pete i mean share your uh, experience with accountability how okay. what it means to you okay well i might start uh, i think we we break it into three parts and i think the uh, i'd like to start with um self-accountability and as always in what we um, discuss on these programs, it's, you know, we're just sharing our views, our perspectives on things, and it's up to people whether they it resonates with them or not. But it's, uh, at least we're putting it out there anyway. Um, let's start with self-accountability. And um, we both, both um, believe in reincarnation. So for me... That, um, that involves accepting that I have a life purpose and I'm meant to uh, achieve certain things during my life and to be uh, who I'm meant to be. Uh, so for me, this means there must be some uh, overall self-accountability to do in this life what I agreed to do, uh, to be genuine and to expose yourself and myself and, as we say at the end of the show, to be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. So... For me, um, uh, self-accountability fundamentally is about being true to who you are and achieving your purpose mm -hmm. at the macro level, if you like. Um, another self-accountability is for the, the way I see it, is for the body that I've been given in this life and I need to look after it. And if you abuse your body, you're not going to have the body to take you through your life to do what you're meant to do. So I think there's a degree of self-accountability around that as well. Absolutely. And, that's and that gives you a different perspective to what would, we'd normally look at it. When you put it in that context, you think, okay, that makes sense. Well, it does to me anyway. Yeah, yeah. And that is something that actually came up in the ageing workshop yesterday mm -hmm. as well, was this responsibility we have to this body. If we, if we do accept that, you know, there is a spirit that we've got, um, well, it's housed in within this yeah, body. That's the vehicle, yeah. And you need to move through this life. Mm -hmm. So are you taking care of it? Yep. How are you taking care of it? Yeah, so that's, that's a great... Um, and 
and often I'm looking I can look back at my life and, and even in recent times, I probably haven't looked after it as well as I should have. So, uh, a lot of the, as with a lot of these programs, uh, Steve, there are a bit of uh, self-criticism and self-reflection goes on. <laughs> <laughs> do would, you, say, would you agree? Do I say not what I do. <laughs> um, another We're as- trying, though, yeah, we are trying. We are trying. Um, another aspect would be uh, self-accountability to live your life according to your professed values and beliefs and to accept the consequences when you don't. And I think that's fundamental. If you're going to be who you are and you say these are the values and beliefs of me as a person and this is who I am, if you then don't do that, well, there are some consequences Mm -hmm. for that. So I think that's fairly fundamental. Um, Another thing I'd add with regard to self-accountability is to recognise and to take action on situations you've contributed towards and don't just blame others. So the more you reflect on your behaviour and come to a realisation that uh, uh, I've contributed to this situation and there have been outcomes that have resulted, I think it's accepting that accountability and trying to, the best you can to uh, address that. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I'd put down there under self-accountability, uh, which I was thinking about, was um, the use of so, uh, social media these days. I think there's so much people are doing on social media and saying nasty things or saying all sorts of things on social media with almost this sense that they can get away with anything they're not accountable for it they can Mm -hmm. say and do whatever they like and that just doesn't wash that there are consequences sometimes the the comments that can be made can be very hurtful and Mm -hmm. uh, you can't just say well it's on social media i'm not going to worry about it so uh, I'd see that as another aspect of self-accountability. Yeah, true there, definitely. I think that behind, hiding behind that, that little device of yours somehow gives you carte blanche to say and do things that you would never do in front of somebody hmm. if you're in front of you. And I think that's a shame because we have no idea where that message travels, where those words travel and what that causes that person who's reading it to feel and then to subsequently do. And that's that ripple effect of all our behavior. And that's what we're accountable for as well. And it's what we touched on last week about the um, sticks and stones uh, just caused me discomfort, but the words are the sort of thing that will hurt me forever sort Mm. of thing. So words are powerful and they can have a very significant effect. Um, On the topic of self-accountability, we thought we'd share this quote from the um, Wisdom of Crazy Horse blog that we often refer to. And this quote is, um, if you do something on earth, do not blame or shame. You did it and you are accountable for the outcomes, good or bad. So it's just making the point very strongly that um, uh, what's done is done. If you take action... Uh, whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. it's it's happened, mm-hmm. and you're accountable for it going forward, uh, and you can't you can't change it. Can't take it back. No. So it's then, uh, yeah, it's a matter of um, dealing with the consequences of that, either good or bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, this this I you know that it brings me to this um, thought of why we blame. Um, because blaming is very much a it's a, it's a weak behavior in that 
not taking accountability for what you have done and then blaming others is is fairly weak and it's interesting what do you, because what, in what do you that, mean by that in that you're also giving away a sense of your own power in doing so there is strength in being honest mm-hmm. there's a strength in saying okay i've done this it may not have been the best thing to do but i accept that i've done it and i'll and i'll suffer the consequences of of what i have done especially if i've hurt somebody um and there is strength in that you know but we i think if we can be sometimes very quick or people can be very quick to want to blame others for it and not take that responsibility. And I think in doing that, you weaken your own position and that doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve you in the long run because therefore, when do you empower yourself if you're so quick to say, oh, it's not my fault. It's mm-hmm. not my fault because you don't want to be seen, you want to be seen as a good person or you um, don't want to be in trouble well, that means that the actions that you take are always going to be tainted by this idea that, you know, that, oh, only if it's it's a good thing will I take responsibility for it. But if it's mm-hmm. a bad thing, mm-hmm. I don't want to be, you know. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's and, a- and I've certainly been guilty of that, that sort of behavior. So I totally get that. Yeah. Um, what about um, where you have um, less than desirable thoughts about someone and, you, in effect, you're sending some negative energy towards mm-hmm. someone um, and then so uh, are you accountable for that? Is that something that? fits into this uh, category of uh, things you should be accountable for that have consequences? Well, for me, yes, because, you know, energy is something that I we work with a lot, you mm-hmm. know, you and I, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, so we do s- believe strongly in the power of energy, and I think that is just as significant as saying the words or, or doing the deeds, you know, is giving that, because you're focusing your attention on that, so imagine what your thoughts are like, and then... Imagine then what your behavior is like, even if you're intently thinking sort of, you know, terrible things about somebody. So, I would say yes to that. Okay, good. Uh, the concept of, of purity, of, of having purity of thoughts and actions uh, is something I think we'd um, certainly um, aspire towards uh, in what we're doing. And, and this is where... Thinking. Do you want to explain that, what that purity of thought is? Well, well it's an absence, if you like, of um, you know, negativity and um, uh, thinking ill of people. And it's um, looking to the higher purpose. It, it's basically the expression of love, uh, really. What's your take on it? Well, what... What I understood and when this sort of concept was shared with me, I, I realised the importance of that purity of intent and because everything that we do is going to have a consequence Mm -hmm. this is the the reality of it we can't Mm -hmm. control what happens afterwards and we're not anywhere near as smart as we think we are that we know what those consequences will be and how far they will reach just like we mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. that ripple effect what happens so if we're not conscious of the intent behind what we do and say and we're careless with it, and we can be hurtful with it because you mm-hmm. think, oh, well, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. We don't realize how far that's going to travel. Yep. So, wouldn't it be better that we don't have those horrible thoughts that are intent when we speak to someone is to be kinder, to be truthful, to be honest, yeah. to, to be, be more passionate, yeah. rather than mm. be so dismissive and say, yep. well, I don't care how you make you feel. Mm. And that's that kind of punitive intent. So, if we can do that with it, everything or try to do that with everything we do and at least those consequences have a greater chance of being better and yeah. more positive and loving mm, mm. and i guess that's 
that's how I've understood it. And yeah. I can see how that travels beyond just you. Yeah, yeah. And I think the the, the more we do that, the, the greater that ripple effect is. Mm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an interesting concept. Okay, so that was, I suppose, like with a lot of things we're doing, we, we scratched the surface on some of these topics. But uh, this is um, was covering the uh, accountability from the point of view of self-accountability. What we might share now, Steve, is a song that I've chosen, and it's a song that topped my personal playlist for 2021, and it's Humble and Kind by Tim McGraw, and uh, there's a lot in this song, but to me, ultimately, it's about living your life according to your values, Uh, it's about the choices we make, and it's about sharing your love with others. Now, I would normally say, take it away, Marcus, but now I might say, take it away, Steve. Frothies, where are you going to be on the 24th of June? Galar night. Flamin' Galar night at the sports club right here. What time? Raising funds. 7-ish. How do you buy your tickets? Online. With a button. With a button? Online. On the website, Radio Caram. How much? 30 bucks. What do you get? Figure food, beer, door prize, merch. Who do you bring? People. Your wives and girlfriends Make it interesting <laughs> Right, oh, that's Friday Night Frothies That's how you get there 30 seconds Mic drop Welcome back um, You're listening to Men With Spirit On Radio Caram After that With myself uh, Peter Anthony And uh, Steve Angel And uh, that was a bit of a plug For uh, a, a very important event Taking place uh, Later this month At Radio Caram And uh, today On Men With Spirit We're discussing Accountability and time to stop blaming. Steve, mm. um, as a counsellor, you work with clients in relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you see uh, accountability and blaming uh, playing out in, uh, in relationships based on your experience? Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that comes to mind when you say that, I think the most common way is where partners haven't expressed their needs with one another to a great extent, or even at all. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we can assume things. When that's not happening, and then the other partner behaves in a way that doesn't meet their expectations, there is this an anger, an upset, conflict can start. But when we examine it from both parties... There's a level of accountability for the person who hasn't expressed their needs because you can't always read somebody's mind as much as as long (laughs) doesn't matter how long you've been with someone. Sometimes you have, um, you know, you have a need that you want that is quite explicit and, and maybe your partner just doesn't know what's going on. So, then to be upset with them for not doing what you expect them to do or how you would like them to do it, all of that could have been alleviated if you had expressed, and I think the most common way you see that sort of lack of accountability is in something as simple as that in relationships, but it has such a, 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 a dramatic effect on the relationship, which could have been all alleviated. But in, in my experience, a lot of uh, uh, relationships, in, uh, both parties haven't expressed their um, needs and wants in the relationship. So, it is a bit hit and miss. Mm. And then the other person is found to be wanting because they haven't anticipated the other person's wants or needs. Um, so, 
Yeah, it, it's a big and issue. It, and then the other thing is that we need to, to realize too in relationships is relationships grow. They change mm-hmm. as the person, as the people in the relationship changes themselves. So, what may have been a need when you first met and you understood what that person, your partner wanted, you know, five years, ten years down the line, that's changed. Mm-hmm. But if that hasn't been re-expressed, then we're trying to meet a need that's now outdated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we, we have to constantly like communication and honest communication and expressing our needs is very important in relationships, you know. So, so you're saying if someone hasn't uh, accurately or um, effectively communicated their um, needs and expectations of the relationship, then if things go belly up, mm. then they're partly to blame. Mm. Yeah. So that's it's not just the person who, <laughs> if you like, hasn't done what they you thought they should do. Yes. you got a responsibility because you haven't done what you should have done exactly. to help with the relationship. Yeah. And then you can see how easy it is for someone to want to blame the other partner mm-hmm. for not, you know, mm-hmm. not meeting my needs. Yep. Well, were those needs expressed at all, you know, or clearly? Mm. And often, and, you know, let's, let's be serious here. You know, as men, we're going to need to hear it a few times, right? Like, honestly. <laughs> I, think, I think at least I mean, seven times, mate. <laughs> at least seven times. So, I mean, there's, there's a note for everyone out there. If you really want a guy to do something, you've got to remind him a few times. Um, and that's speaking from my own experience. Uh, <laughs> tell me, do, do you, uh, in your uh, work with um, couples, do you, uh, like one of the exercises I believe you can do is to um, get both parties to write down their expectations or wants mm. in a relationship and just compare uh, yeah. compare the list if you like it's or, a fascinating exercise mm. Mm. yeah yes um, yeah <laughs> it really is and when you start to see what's actually on the list some of them would su- some things would surprise you um and it, it is a very empowering exercise to do that if you've ever, you know, if you have a chance to do that with your partner and looking for something to do on a Saturday night, yeah, do that. Um, put down the things that you are feeling unfairly treated by, the things that you feel like they're not hearing of you, the things that you need in the relationship that are not being met. And, and just share and uh, share the, um, the list with one another and just get to see. Um, one thing that I did want to share with relationships, if you don't mind, Pete, is mm-hmm. just a little quote that I thought was really interesting. Don't, don't I, tell me from Crazy Horse, right? Well, <laughs> they seem to all be from Crazy Horse. Um, we will find another source. But so far, this is this, it's this pretty good. Is really good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Profound stuff. Um, but this was actually on relationships and failing relationships. And I thought I'd share it with you and listeners. When a relationship is failing and one party begins to blame external sources, herein lies the problem. A lack of personal accountability for their role it is a day of grief when a relationship finishes, but it should also be a day of learning. And I think this, this like anything in life, events, circumstances, situations in your life will come and they will challenge you. Mm-hmm. You've got to learn what it was supposed to teach you if you're going to move forward in life and not repeat it again. And that so often is the case where um, people don't learn from situations they've been in and they've missed an opportunity to grow. And what what may subsequently happen is the same situation will arise again because they didn't learn the lesson from the previous situation. That's right. So all of these things, okay, it, it may be um, a day of grief when the relationship fails, but it also should be an opportunity to learn and grow. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Now, but you also talked about, you know, 
accountability is a value and it's 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 a good point you raised because one of the things that um doing counseling as well is we look at values that people live by and um this program that um you and i both have been trained in which is personal harmony coaching which is a values-based coaching program where you look at someone's um um, where they sit with their values in their life and how well they're actually living with them. And we look at this actual value of accountability as mm-hmm. such. And mm-hmm. I thought I'd share and give someone, uh, our listeners just a bit of an idea. What does it look like to have high accountability in your life and what it looks like to have, to have mm-hmm. low accountability in your life? And maybe this might help describe what we're talking about. Yep. If someone is actually living with very low accountability in this life, this is what will tend to happen. This is what their behaviours will look like. They'll be quick to blame others for their actions that go wrong. They will often choose not to see the issues from another's perspective. And they will often lament how things go wrong due to the actions of others. So, you can see how much of that kind of victim mentality is in there. Yeah, blaming is in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone is willing to live a life with high accountability as a value, then they will often accept responsibility for their act. Their, they will always accept the responsibility for their actions. Um, they will recognize that the most important thing is their impact on others. And this will also include emotional impact on others. Mm-hmm. So, that, that I thought might help listeners if they're trying to understand what does it look like, you know, to have this, to live with accountability and responsibility. So, hopefully that may help. Yep. Um, and what about you, Pete? Tell me, I mean, I, I was just speaking a little bit about that in terms of accountability and relationships. What about yourself? Okay. Um, just talking about it from my own experience and the work we do in the men's groups. Uh, I'd have to say it can be hard at times to come to the realisation and acceptance that it's not all the fault of the other party. I think... Uh, uh, when relationships uh, fail for one reason or another, the thing is, oh, it's all their fault, sort of mm-hmm. thing. And you're not, and as you said before, it was typically it's fifty-fifty. Um, so I'll share some personal experiences um, where I've often been slow to recognise and accept my part when relationships of one kind or another haven't worked out. Um, in my marriage, I, I now um, accept the reality that. Both of us equally contributed to the ultimate failure of that marriage. In my case, I should have left the marriage much earlier than I did, and so not doing so uh, had consequences for all involved, um, and I realised that was a mistake, so I accept my um, accountability in that um, situation, I suppose. Um, but what, is that, is yep. that looking back in hindsight and, and realising that, oh, perhaps when we... When it did end, it should have happened earlier. And, mm-hmm. and, and what, what, what drew you to that conclusion? Oh, just years of unhappiness and realising I'd stayed in a situation that I, uh, it wasn't fair to the, um, to the children, mm-hmm. uh, really. Um, so, yeah, it's just realising that um, uh, we all would have been better had we mm-hmm. moved on. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier and often that's the situation in relationships people stay in them for all sorts of reasons financial reasons for uh, whatever and um, it's not a good reason to stay in a relationship 
But it's also a really good example of what you also um, mentioned earlier, which is action or inaction is mm. still mm. an action, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and deciding to not do anything mm. can have uh, you know, worse consequences. So. Mm. Yeah. But that's just from my own personal experience. I'm not um, uh, having uh, a go at anyone. It's just the reality of uh, what happened in my situation. No, thank you for sharing. Uh, in work situations, I've often um, blamed others when things didn't work out and um, and what in reality, I needed to accept the fact that I contributed to the situation and um, that sort of thing. So, and um, uh, so I have regrets in that respect, but I believe I've learned from those mistakes. But uh, you can't change what's been what's been done. You've just got to learn from it. Um, and also in the work context, in some of the personal harmony stuff that we do is to do with groups. And particularly in the uh, work situation, accountability can, or lack of accountability, can be a big one, particularly as, as regards um, fairness. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to comment anything on, on that aspect. Um, I've certainly found in the management consulting work I've done over the years is the... Uh, uh, groups and organisations um, that don't have a good philosophy or strong values around fairness can can lead to a very unhealthy work culture that means people aren't happy and they'll move on to get high staff turnover and those sorts of issues. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, accountability can play out in relationships of all different size, types. Yeah, look, um, I, I remember... I've been fortunate not to be in too many workplaces. I've I've either worked for myself or very very small agencies, um, just a couple of them, and uh, and even within that, it it doesn't really matter. I think the size of the organisation because those behaviours and cultures can exist anywhere. And mm. I think it is that sense of I think fairness is a really interesting thing because it, it's a relative concept for everyone. What is fair? But what you feel is the effect of the unfairness, mm. and you know mm. that, and it may not be seen. You may be quite comfortable in somebody else's uh, dynamic and go, "Well, that's okay. I'm not affected by that." But somebody else may go, "That just feels mm. terrible." Yeah. Good. Now you've uh, you've chosen a song, Steve. Have, Do you want to explain <laughs> what the song is? Why you've chosen it? Yes, yes. Well, you know, I think we've, it's been remiss of us to uh, not play a Bon Jovi song. Um, so, I'm trying to correct that today. <laughs> um, I have chosen a song and it's called It's My Life. Now, the reason why I've chosen this song is because it is really a song of taking action and just deciding for once and for all that this is your life and you can make of it what you want it to to be and it's a it's just strong it's got a song lots of energy good it's fun and so i expect to see a lot of head banging across the uh, table pete um so why don't you go ahead and play it and enjoy this one right here we go Hi, this is Steve Stakos, the Mayor of the City of Kingston, and you're listening to Radio Carum. Welcome back. And um, now you're listening to Men With Spirit on Radio Carum with uh, Steve and Pete with our uh, L-plates on. Yeah. And uh, we're discussing uh, 
accountability. Uh, now, Steve, you were doing all the headbanging over there. I certainly wasn't <laughs> on this side, but it was a very um, you know motivating sort of song. I'll give you that. I told you. <laughs> um, we'd like to round off the discussion on accountability today with consideration of some broader responsibilities to the um, growth of our communities, the society, and the world generally. Um, What's our what is our responsibility, or is it a matter, um, or is it all a matter of someone else's fault if something goes wrong? For for example, if you look at a society, we'll just throw out a few points here, Steve, and you can perhaps respond to it. But um, I would say in Australia, in particular, we're fairly apathetic, and one of the things we do is when it comes to political leadership, um, quote unquote, we tend generally to expect uh, or accept a, uh, a level of accountability or a level of behaviour uh, that is substandard, quite frankly, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. And um, the more we accept that, we, uh, we're we really saying that if that's acceptable, then that behaviour will go down throughout society, that not being accountable for things and for lying and blaming other people when it's not warranted um, is acceptable. I mean, it's not. So we as individuals and collectively need to hold politicians to account. And I think in the recent election, I think we've seen an element of that where people have um, reacted to um, blame shifting and lack of accountability. And with a new government in, I think there's going to be heightened expectations about politicians being accountable and transparent. And there's a big push for the... um, uh, you know, in corruption commission and all this type of thing. So I think there is, um, there seems to be um, a, a move in the right direction in terms of greater accountability. But it, we have to, we collectively have to hold politicians, political leaders, the political class to account. And if and if we don't, we end up with a society that we don't want. Mm-hmm. And then we can't turn around and say, well, it's their fault. It's also our fault because we didn't um, involve ourselves. We were apathetic and we didn't react when things weren't going properly mm-hmm. from our point of view. And people weren't living according to their professed values. What are, what are your thoughts on that one? I think it's interesting, you know, how how we've gotten so used to the idea that it's okay for politicians to not be held to account mm-hmm. and to lie mm-hmm. in in so much that we're so used to it and brainwashed into it that you ask anyone, oh, you know, what do you think of this politician? Oh, their answer will be, oh, who really cares? They're all the same. You can't trust yep. them. Yep. And that is a typical reaction, isn't it? it? It really is. And so, that is quite sad because what we're saying is you have this level of power, but I don't expect you to, be, to hold to the values that you profess or to any values that are of, you know, the, the common good. And I think that's a really sad position to be in because if we're accepting it up there, where else do we expect accept it in our life? Mm-hmm. So yeah, just just thinking about it, it's it's a really sort of a yeah, it's a so, sad, sad 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 state of affairs, really. Yeah. So if we look at accountability overall, one 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 aspect is um, political accountability and holding uh, our political leaders to account. That's sort of one aspect. That if we look at and our role in that, mm. if we also look at um, uh, an accountability that we have to um, the um, the health, if you like, of our community, 
um, how do we contribute to um, uh, bringing about a, a better community? And I'd like to think that the sort of initiatives that Radio Carum has, for example, with uh, um, the programs it promotes and, uh, and so on, um, is something that helps with community building. Mm -hmm. So by getting involved and then being accountable for that, I think, is a good thing. But if we look at the, the Earth overall... Um, we collectively and individually have a responsibility for the stewardship of our earth and making sure that what we um, bequeath to future generations is um, is in good good shape. It's in better shape than we hadn't got it. And unfortunately, that isn't uh, the case at the moment. So that, that accountability that we each have to the the planet, if you like, is something that we um, we need to act on. What what are your thoughts on that sort of um, accountability? Yeah, I look. I'm 100 behind you. It got me thinking about the idea when we look at the last election, and, and I'm not a very political person, so I, I'm not going to you mm. know say anything that's you know quite clever here at all. Um, but I noticed there was a big push towards climate change action, and that you can see is a response to the lack of action of the previous government mm -hmm. to push aside any changes that obviously, um, you know, Australians wanted, or a large part of Australians. So, you can see just sort of the increase in, you know, the seats the Greens won and also some independence as well was this idea that enough is enough. This is what we want and we want you to represent us for that. So, there is this desire that we, we start to look at the planet um, and, and, and that is a positive thing. Whether we actually do see the action that we hope for, that's another thing altogether. But I think that was shown in the last election. Yeah, as long as we hold these um, elected officials, these political leaders to account, that's the, the key thing, and just recognise that we do have the power in that respect. But we need to recognise that we're, we are not on Earth solely for ourselves, but we're part of... Um, uh, creating some, a greater good, if you like. Um, the other point I'd make, Steve, um, mm. I don't know if you would agree with me on this, but the higher you are on the totem pole of life, the greater accountability your accountability for your values, thus subsequent actions, um, more must be expected of those in positions of leadership or power. So the whole concept, if you're a, um, uh, well, use this analogy of you're on the totem pole of life, so you have a lot of power and a lot of um, uh, leadership uh, power, mm -hmm. um, more is expected of you. So I think you should be held to a higher level of accountability, not a lower one. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yep. which just seems to be the reverse of what's going on in reality, yep. right? Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Um, good. Well, look, um, any other thoughts on this big picture stuff in terms of accountability i think just 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 kind of wrap that up we've got to realize that what we're seeing in the big picture in the macro level and what we see around us is just a reflection of what we're allowing in our own life mm -hmm. so again we can't be blamers and we can't play the victim for what we're seeing around us if we are allowing the same behavior in our own lives in our as from our self-accountability yep. that we're referring yep. to or even yep. in our relationships. Mm -hmm. So, we need to take action there. That will make a difference further up, you know? And that, that I, I think, is something that people need to understand. Yeah, and I think you put the key word there was action. Mm -hmm. So, whether it's talking about personal self-accountability or your relationships, whether it's in a, um, an intimate relationship or work relationship, whatever it happens to be, yeah. or whether it's the world at large, your community, um, the key is to... Um, 
uh, follow through with actions. Mm-hmm. So here are my values and beliefs. Uh, I, I demand accountability from people. I demand accountability from myself. Um, take action to show that you're not just, not just talk. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, that's a good way to round it out. And I think hopefully it's a bit of a call to action for people going forward um, to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Good. Um, well, we might, uh, before we near the um, end of the show and uh, share our final piece of music, uh, mm-hmm. we'd just like to touch on a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, if you've got any feedback on uh, the topic we've discussed today, feel free to uh, get back to us and share your thoughts. And we're always open to get uh, suggestions on future topics. Um with regard to the Gippsland and Frankston groups, uh, as I say, we've got groups going in uh, Menion, Lee and Gather and Frankston. We're looking potentially to extend the uh, reach of these Men With Spirit groups, which uh, meet either uh, weekly or fortnightly. And if you're interested, again, reach out. Um, all of our meetings and gatherings are um, uh, inclu- fully inclusive, um, But places are limited, so we'd certainly appreciate, if you are interested, uh, register in advance so we can ensure that we have a place for you at those meetings. You can uh, message us via uh, Facebook at Men With Spirit or call us on one of the mobile numbers on the site or on 03901604111 or you can email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au. Um, a bit of exciting news, Steve, as you know. Um, it's, uh, it's a heads up that it's uh, Men's Health Week in a couple of weeks' time. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking how best to um, do something significant for that week on, on the issue of men's health. So um, we're delighted to have a very special guest joining us on that program on Thursday the 16th of June. Uh, Pearl Rogers, and uh, we'll share more details uh, about her and what she'll be talking about uh, next week. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Yes, it's a great uh, conversation. Absolutely. Um, and the Radio Caram uh, fundraiser will be on Friday, the 24th of June, and we'd certainly love to see lots of people along and join us for that uh, that event. Um. Steve, thanks for doing um, all the techo work today. I think uh, we, we went well, and thanks for Marcus in the background as usual. Um, right, so any <laughs> final comments on your uh, technical experience uh, and everything today? Yeah, I'm just sort of laughing to myself thinking... Uh, at least I kept this on air. That was my main goal. So that was good. <laughs> a few little hiccups, but oh, look, I loved it. And uh, it was it was good. It was really nice to uh, have everyone's support in helping me take this next step with the uh, the controls. And Pete and Marcus are still in the room, which is fantastic. But I actually, on a more serious note, I do want to thank you, Pete, personally, because um, I didn't have a lot of time this week Um to dedicate to doing the the background stuff on the show. We did share a few ideas. I did put together some notes, but just your detail and attention to detail and putting things together and, and the run sheet and everything each week actually really makes a huge difference to how well I think this show is run. So I just want to personally say thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. I think it's very much a, a collaborative effort and um, uh, it's great fun doing it. I was just, just talking to Marcus off there, there that uh, how much we're enjoying it. And uh, 
Yes, so uh, every show's uh, show's different, but mm-hmm. it's good fun, and hopefully you, the audience, are enjoying it as well. Now our um, our final uh, piece of music today is um, a very powerful acoustic version of "Over the Rainbow" by Billy Thorpe. Recorded in front of a live audience, not uh, long before his passing. Um, and following on from last week's program on crying, I personally, this is a personal story, I recall vividly hearing on the morning radio in February 2007 uh, the sad news that Billy had passed unexpectedly. Um, I'd have to say the tears certainly flowed that morning. As, um, as I was driving into the city listening to the song on the radio and I'm getting teary just thinking about it. Mm. <laughs> Anyhow, look, this is a great song and um, thanks for listening, everyone. And until next time, be true to yourself. <laughs> 